Welcome to Cretech Climate Cast, a podcast series devoted to educating, inspiring, and leading the built world to address the world's biggest crisis, climate change. I'm your host, Michael Beckerman, CEO of Cretech Climate, the leading voice for the real estate industry's commitment to climate tech. Join me each week for 20 minutes as we connect with the world's leading real estate and tech innovators from VCs, real estate companies, academic and nonprofit sectors. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, it's Michael Beckerman. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Cretech Climate Cast, where I talk to leaders who are helping to decarbonize the built world and help to make a significant impact in addressing climate change as a result. For those that have been listening to the podcast, I've focused really a lot on landlords that are implementing some incredible thought leaders, Stacey Smedley, uh, Marta Shantz, and many, many others who are helping to educate the real estate industry as to, you know, why and how and, and best practices. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the tech companies, right? We're going to have to drive demand, drive awareness, but it's not going to be something that behavior is going to change. We, we need technology to really drive us to net zero with the speed for the planet to survive. So when I find a tech company that's really making an impact, I want to talk to them. Brian Bennett, CEO, founder of Cortex, uh, leading building analytics software company that's focused on decarbonizing the built world. I'm sure he'll correct me. I think they <laughs> implemented about 50 million square feet of office space in the U.S. So when I saw that, I was like, I got to talk to this dude because they're doing something right. And we got to get that 50 million to 100 million to 500 million. And I got no skin in the game. So this is how it's going to happen. We've got to find the technology solutions that are going to drive the decarbonization of the built world. So Brian... Enough of the infomercial from me. <laughs> Great to meet you. And thanks for spending some time on the podcast with me. Yeah, no, Michael, really appreciate you having me on. You know, I, I, I'm a huge fan of, of what you all are doing and, and yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think we're, we're at this fascinating moment with technology and, and real estate in general and, and with sustainability where we're on the front end of massive change and, and you bring you know, voice and distribution to this. So really, really appreciate you having me on and, and, and the time. Thanks, Brian. Well, you're bringing the solution. So let's talk about that. So introduce to the audience that, that don't know you and don't know Cortex and give them a high level elevator sort of pitch about who you are and what led to the founding of Cortex and what it does. Yeah, those two things are really pretty deeply intertwined. You know, I grew up around commercial real estate in, in the DC area. My uh, father and mother have been developing um, for the last 40 years. So I, I remember, you know, growing up, it, you know, going in the back of the car with my brothers and, and checking in on 800 North Capital was one of the development sites and, and seeing how that was going. You know, after undergrad, I spent about eight years in, in management consulting and really fell in love with energy technology and, and specifically how it can drive sustainability change. And, and it was when I was doing that work, I came to realize that there's massive quantities of data that are being collected in each building and across the largest asset class in the world, across the largest emitter of greenhouse gas in the world. 
And not only is there a lot of data, but it's grown really significantly. The amount of data today versus five years ago, 10 years ago, is dramatically different. It's going to continue to grow. Yet nobody is really doing anything with the data. You know, it, the data was really stuck in these siloed disparate systems inside of buildings, inside the building management system or the meters or the work ticketing system. You know, not a lot of data even being stored, let alone combined and processed to drive improvements and and how the building's operating to to drive sustainability improvements. So that's really what what drove me to start the business. What we want to do is create the the fastest and the lowest cost path to decarbonize commercial buildings. So, you know, the way we're doing that today is we arm building engineers uh, with a tool. It's a mobile app and it's a web app. Um, They use it on a daily basis at you know, Empire State Building and, and other clients and can dig more into that if, if interesting mm-hmm. as, we, as we go mm-hmm. through this. But it's it's pairing the human learning, or it's complementing the human learning with machine learning. So to kind of unpack that a little bit, you know, if if you walk into any office building today, typically down in the basement, you've got building engineers. They're the ones making decisions each and every day about what equipment runs, how much and when. Now, do we turn on the electric chiller, the steam chiller? What time do we turn on? What do we turn on the fan? And those decisions have a massive impact on how much energy the building is using and also on the financials of the building since utilities are the largest controllable cost. And the way those humans are making decisions are with paper and pen. Mm. Um, they've got a, a journal notebook in like every right. engine room and they walk in and, and in the morning they'll see... Okay, what's the temperature outside? They'll flip back to past days to see what time they started up and, and similar days. And they'll use their intuition and, and their right. judgment. And you know, the reality is they can't process thousands of data. No human can process right. thousands of data every single minute. So we are, we are the software layer that continuously ingests that data, processes it using machine learning so that we can help those engineers make better decisions to drive savings. Got it. Great. You know, as we've talked, and I think your background, your family's history in commercial real estate does give you that sort of like really unique lens as to how the industry actually works from the inside and how these buildings operate, what goes into the decision making about when to add something, uh, an additional cost to uh, running and operating a building, et cetera, et cetera. Because you know that question, you know, what's the ROI if I invest in this tool is probably the number one question what everybody asks when looking at new technologies and innovation. And again, you know, to be clear to those that are listening, I, I got no skin in the game. You didn't pay me to put you on the show. <laughs> I just think what you're doing is great. I think you're cool. And I think you're, you're onto something. So Walk us through a couple case studies, because that's what the audience wants to know. All right. So give us a client, if you could talk about it, name the client. And if, if you can't, then just be generic about it. How are they using the tool? And what is the ROI that they've experienced? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'll start kind of broad. Yeah, we're, we're today focused on office. I think this is applicable across all asset types in the world. Um, we've deployed our software now across uh, 70 million square feet. We're, we're growing pretty quickly. That okay, I was 50 wrong. Million, no, the 50 million <laughs> was... 20 was, million was, feet not, just in this call. <laughs> yeah, that was, not, that was not that long ago. And Great. Yeah, the, so I, I think you're so true in terms of that importance of the ROI. I, I wish... It'd be, it'd be awesome if there was a cost of carbon where sustainability by itself drove mass action. But my belief is 
if we're as an industry going to drive, you know, really dramatic decarbonization, we have to do it in a way that's aware of the decision makers and what they care about. And the reality is these are businesses that, that care deeply about the return. And so our strategy has been molded based off that. It, it's very focused on pure software, no additional sensors required, no equipment upgrade required, no upfront capital costs required. So, you know, what does that look like? Take Empire State Building. We, we did a, a, a mutual press release with them um, and, and JLL, who's a part of that project. You know, they were collecting thousands of data points every single minute across their building management system, their meters. We uh, went in and installed a gateway device that allowed us to access those data streams on a real-time basis and send securely to our cloud. We then trained our machine learning algorithms on that data so that we can then arm Tim Daly, the head of engineering over there, and, and his team with this tool that they have next to their BMS screen in their engine room, and they have on a TV dedicated in their engineer's office that they're using every single day to figure out what time do we begin the startup sequence? You know, are we about to set a new peak demand level? Is there an opportunity to adjust set points? Um, and, and based off that software, um, which again, required kind of no capital investment upfront by them, um, they've been able to save $800,000 a year, you know, big, really big dollars. And, yeah. and, and, you know, 90%, if not more of the dollar savings is based on a reduction in kilowatt hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so direct sustainability and energy savings, but doing it in a way that's also having a material impact um, in, in terms of the things that these, these owners obviously have to care about, which is the financials. Great. So unpacking that idea of ROI and, and, you know, 70 million feet, obviously incredibly impressive market traction. What sort of best practices could you share with other entrepreneurs or other real estate companies is sort of like what you've seen works in terms of getting adoption? Because yeah. this is a collective action problem, right? We, we have to get the entire industry to use your solution and others across the board, whether it's air, it's energy, it's concrete, it's everything. What yeah. have you learned that you could share with others as to how you've been able to build scale? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, massive scale of problem is going to have to be a lot of different solutions. I mean, I, I think that understanding the market realities of the users has been absolutely critical to what we've been doing. We've, what's possible from a data ingest, a data storage, a data processing standpoint today is profound. It's extraordinary, right? And you're seeing that with autonomous vehicles, you're seeing that in all sorts of ways. But within real estate, it's got to be applied in a way that fits within the industry and where it is today. And it's also changing rapidly. You know, as we talk to large owners and property management firms, everybody's making these investments, trying to figure things out. But on the technology companies to have really deep understanding of the industry, the customers, the users, who they are, what they care about, you know, having empathy for them, right? right? So we build something that they use. And what that looks like for us specifically is we believe that the building engineers are absolutely critical to driving the speed of change that we want to create because they're the ones, you know, across the billions of square feet 
there are hundreds of millions of building engineers out there, right, that are making decisions at, right now. And so, you know, it's a population that, you know, they typically, you know, don't have a million apps on their phone. They're not used to software solving a problem. So we, that means we've got to build something that it's simple, it's intuitive, it doesn't take a lot of time to figure out. So they use it because we get the most brilliant algorithms in the world. But if nobody's using the software, we're not having impact. I think it's so much that you just said there, Brian, is so on target. As somebody that's been working, trying to get the industry to embrace technology uh, innovation for years, uh, now bringing that down to the climate fight. You're so right. I mean, when you said the word empathy, I wrote that down and a couple of exclamation marks. You know, that, that's a great word for other founders to, to get into their vocabulary when just your tone of talking to these building engineers and not down to is so critical because you're right, you can have the greatest tool in the world, but unless you're getting somebody to use it, what's the impact? There isn't any, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really love that approach. So that's from the tech side. That's great advice. What about from the landlord side? Of that 70 million feet, what are the common themes that you're seeing from your customers that other landlords that maybe are not embracing products like Cortex could learn from? What are they doing right? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. You know, I think we've had the benefit of working with a somewhat diverse set of, of owners and property managers. It has included, I think, some really innovative owners out there. Like what, what I think, you know, Tony Malkin and Dana Schneider at Empire State Realty Trust is doing from a sustainability standpoint is, is extraordinary. So, I mean, I think one commonality is whether it's them or, you know, JBG Smith, I think we're seeing a lot more kind of organizational investment in innovation technology, as well as kind of sustainability. And I think that's going to be, we've seen that work really well, because two, three years ago, these landlords started, I think, trying to bring in technology when it was just on the side of the desk of people who were running acquisitions or property management or engineering, right? And that's impossible. It's just it's impossible for them to do that if you're dealing with like a facade falling off the building at the same time. So I guess, I mean, it's a great question. I, mean, I think one of, one of the themes is is just that we've seen an increase in, in the creation of innovation teams or technology teams that are dedicated. And and I think that's that's worked really well. That That's one... Um, kind of consistent element across our customer base. Yeah, great. A um, couple other questions for you. Talk to us about, you just, I think you finished, uh, maybe it was in the spring, another raise brought you up to about 11, 12 million, if I remember correctly. To date, who are some of your investors? And tell us why you know they add so, the value to what you're building. Because I think, again, the other theme for this podcast is we need the landlords. We absolutely need the tech solutions, but unless we have the venture side, none of it works, none of it scales. So tell us about some of these investors that you've been able to assemble. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I again, totally agree with that. And it's been fascinating to see how the venture ecosystems evolved, which has been really dramatic in, in the last few years within PropTech and, and Fifth Wall, who are that. Yeah, this, the Series A we raised was was really kind of an exciting moment. Prior to that, the vast majority of our capital had been from senior individuals within the commercial real estate industry because their knowledge of the industry, their relationships are, you know, and were incredibly valuable. And and so, you know, one example of that is you know, Tim Callahan's family office. 
you know, he, you know, has, and, 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 and Jesse, who runs the family office, have, you know, an incredible amount of knowledge of the industry, you know, how major landlords think and run. And they've been, as investors, an extraordinary resource um, for us. You know, I think we got to a place where we had, you know, every single customer, every single building saving a significant amount on average five times our fees. Mm-hmm. And we got to a place where we really wanted to rapidly kind of accelerate bringing our technology to the market. And, and that's what our Series A was about. And, and so with that, we brought on a institutional lead venture firm, 4490 Ventures, that, that we're just extraordinarily excited about. Um, they bring a different skill set. Right, it's they are not career you know, real estate folks. They're career entrepreneurs and investors for data centric businesses, mm-hmm. helping them rapidly scale from Series A or later, which is extraordinarily valuable to us. And, and so, I'm excited to kind of mesh together the, those two um, kind of backgrounds within our investor base. Great. Great, great. And where do we go from here? Where does the company go with all of this flush cash that you're sitting on this war chest? Where are you going to go next? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, like every single building in the world, we want to transform how they operate to drive massive sustainability and energy savings. And, and so we're focused in office. We're going we're gonna to expand out from there. We're going to expand out geographically. But I also think from a, a product standpoint, you know, I think we've just scratched the surface as possible. I think autonomous operations, the future where we're ingesting data from all the disparate data streams and, and learning how each individual building, you know, each individual piece of equipment should be running at any given time and writing those instructions back. Now, to the earlier comment, I, I don't think, I think it's too far too fast for the industry today, but that, I think the right. future is that. The Series A is enabling us to, to do those things, to accelerate our ability to do that by investing in our product team, which has always been our biggest investment, and investing in, in, a, in a sales and marketing team, um, which has been, frankly, really small. I mean, a few months ago, we had two sales folks, and, and that was it. So, a bit of an opportunity to invest more there. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, man. I mean, I had to track you down. I think I stopped <laughs> nobody, nobody pinged me. I yeah, didn't we, found we, you. We're like, what's this guy doing? This is great. Are, we were our first marketing hire starting on, on, on Monday. So she'll be, she'll oh, be excited great. if we did. Great, great. Last question for you, Brian. So those that are listening, they can't see, but Brian's about half my age. Well, everybody's half my age. <laughs> a young guy and uh, coming from a real estate background. And obviously, you know, you care so much about what's going on in the climate crisis, right? It's just getting worse and worse. And the built world is contributing 40% approximately of all carbon emissions, twice, I think, more than any other industry by twofold. So, you know, real estate, you're focused on a solution with climate, trying to help decarbonize the entire built world. How do you, how do we get there? You know, and are you hopeful we can get there given what you know about the industry? And again, our focus is just on commercial real estate. So how do we get there? And are you hopeful we can do it? Now it's like looking like it's 2030. We don't even have to 2040 anymore. I personally am really hopeful and optimistic about it. I am a realist. And, you know, I think that the scale of this problem is obviously massive. I think the urgency here is really incredible. I think we're going to need really dramatic changes very quickly. You know, I, I bet on, you know, the human race has had some big problems before. You know, I, I bet on human ingenuity 
when it really focuses in on a problem. And, and I don't think that we focus historically the way we need to, but I, I think that's changing. And I think as it changes, we're going to see massive gains in the areas that we have to, which is the demand side, you know, where we're focused operating things more efficiently, equipment that's more efficient. And then the supply side, I mean, clearly we need to not only use fewer kilowatt hours, but but generate those in a less carbon intensive way. And, and what we've seen with renewables, you know, if you look back in the last five or 10 years has been been really substantial gains and there's a lot more to do. But, you know, I think that, I think is humanity like we're finally coalescing around this. And I think the average human just cares more about this than ever before. And, and I think that's going to lead to more action from a regulatory standpoint, like we're seeing in New York. And I think it's going to lead to more kind of investor action, which obviously has a massive impact on landlords and, and funds and, and more technology action. So I'm, I am, I think it's a great question. I, I, I am, it's going to be a big problem, but I'm, I'm optimistic. Well, that's great. You know, I, I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic. Because, <laughs> uh, honestly, because of people like you that I get to talk to on this podcast. I mean, that's sincerely that I lost faith a long, long time ago in the ability of government to coalesce around a problem and solve it. We just, we just, you know, those days, unfortunately, I think are gone. And it's the private sector and the private sector needs needs, yes, it needs incentive, but it also needs solutions and it needs to be incentivized. You know, as you know so well, people like, you know, Anthony Malcolm and others, you know, they, they approach this from a, a really uh, a humanistic uh, viewpoint that they care about society and the world. But, you know, not everybody's like Anthony Malcolm. We've got to reach the entire yeah. industry and yeah. they're looking for solutions they can invest in that are going to return an ROI. And that's how we're going to get there. It's going to be through technology and, and collective action. And I think people like you, Brian, and your team and other founders that are in the space that are building solutions like yours. It's, it's how we're going to get there, man. So that's why I'm optimistic because of Brian Bennett, CEO, <laughs> founder of Cortex. So thanks for spending some time with me, man, and uh, keep up the good work. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me and likewise. If you want to hear more about top industry trends, please hit subscribe and join us on this journey to reimagine real estate. If you've enjoyed listening to this week's episode, please be sure to give us a five-star rating and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. To stay up to date on leading climate tech trends and topics, join the Cretech Climate Community by clicking the link in our bio. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to having you join us next week.